Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in, Wednesday edition of the program. Thank you so much for being with us here on the Big X, and glad uh, to have you with us. I know so many of you join us each and every day, whether it's live on the radio or whether you're joining uh, on the podcast, really on demand, no matter how you're with us, glad to have you along for the ride. IU basketball, very strong this offseason. Lots to talk about. That discussion continues today and this week as we get ready for another live recruiting period coming up here very soon. Also, uh, some local stuff to get to today that we'll tell you about. So stay with us here uh, in the hour for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany, segment one. Coming up here in just moments, we'll take a look at some news and notes and headlines of the day. A really uh, interesting sidebar story on Mike Woodson and apparently one of his passions away from coaching basketball. So we'll tell you about that in a moment. Also, New Albany High School has hired a new baseball coach to replace Hall of Fame coach Chris McIntyre, who announced his retirement from baseball at the end of the Bulldogs' successful season when they made it all the way to the regional championship game. And we'll tell you who the new coach of the Bulldogs on the baseball field will be. Later in the show, Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald-Times is with us. Lots to get to with IU. IU, a big announcement earlier today, and this is really a minor, I think, off-season story, but uh, cashless will be all the athletic facilities at IU. So that's a, a digital change, which I think is to be expected as so many other arenas and, and just really across so many different uh, spectrums have uh, went cashless and everything on a card and everything is paperless nowadays, and so we'll talk about that. And uh, IU basketball here in the offseason, plenty to talk about as another recruiting period pick, kicks off here in just a few days. Also later in the show, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, he will be with us as we take a look at uh, some local sports headlines presented by Major League Shirt Company. Uh, some things to catch up on today with Josh, some local happenings, and we'll do that in segment number three. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Let's look at the uh, Thornton's text line first. That number, 502 414 
50. Love to hear from you, your questions and comments. They help guide this show each and every day. We'd love to get text and input from more of you. And all you got to do is get out your phone, open up a text message, key in the number 502-414-1450, and you can uh, send in anything you like about IU or local sports or basketball or uh, anything, high school football coming up around the corner. So uh, we'd love to get your questions and comments today and each and every day here on the program. It's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000 all summer with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app and click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. And that's not all. You can earn additional entries if you purchase select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, and many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It's Summer Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, no problem. All you got to do is text the word rewards to 80313. That's 80313 today. Let's get into some headlines here on this Wednesday program. Mike Woodson, who is the off of the basketball court? We really don't know a lot about him, know a little bit about his family, but according to one of his daughters, uh, Mariah Woodson, she put a note on Facebook, or excuse me, on Instagram yesterday uh, with a picture of her dad along kind of a decorative uh, fence, a concrete walkway. I guess it's in his backyard of, the, of his home, uh, kind of leaning over, taking a look at things, the, the backyard, the grass, a little bit of landscaping off in the background. And the, the message said, my dad takes his yard so seriously he won Yard of the Month in his neighborhood and hasn't stopped showing me pictures of the yard. And she tagged the IU coaches, uh, the assistant coaches, and said, I'm sure he told y'all about it, uh, LOL, laughing out loud. So Coach Woodson has time somehow to manicure his grass and keep his uh, backyard looking uh, extra sharp. And in his neighborhood association uh, was awarded the Yard of the Month. So congratulations to Coach Woodson. Uh, good to know a little insight into maybe what he does for stress release, especially uh, in the summer months. But I'm, I'm going to bet that uh, it's a summer thing. I, I don't think he would have time year-round to keep up with his property. That's just my guess, keeping the uh, schedule of the IU men's basketball coach. But it is kind of neat to learn a little bit more about who he is as a person and a family man and a yard man uh, as he gets ready for year two of the uh, big job, the head coach of the Indiana men's basketball program. Also, a couple of notes about summer basketball related to Indiana. Very disappointed to see this. This TBT tournament, it's for $2 million, winner take all. Uh, it's gotten better each and every year. More and more of it's on TV. It comes in late July into August when basketball is really, really slow as far as what's out there. There's no NBA. There is some WNBA stuff going on, but it's been fun to watch, and so many schools have alumni teams. So some of the best players from schools will get together uh, that have graduated from a program or played within a program or have connections to a program, and they'll have kind of an alumni team, and some of them have been really good. I don't know that an alumni team has ever won the the basketball tournament, the TBT, the $2 million prize. But uh, this year, Indiana, it was announced, not by the school, but by some former players, 
that there would be an IU-themed TBT alumni team. And in fact, there were some roster announcements. Devontae Green, I believe, was the first former Hoosier that was announced that he was going to participate uh, on this TBT team. But I saw yesterday not enough money was raised to make it happen and IU is not going to have a team in the basketball tournament uh, this year, which is going to be televised on ESPN. So I thought we'd have an IU connection. It begins in just a few days from now, July 16th, so coming up this weekend, but it does not look like in Indiana will not have a, uh alumni entry in the TBT. I believe there will be some, some IU connections in the tournament. We'll take a look at the rosters and talk a little bit more about that as we get closer to the weekend. But uh, definitely uh, a little disappointing there if you're looking for some summer basketball from an IU perspective. And there was an announcement earlier in the week that four IU basketball players were going to play in this new Indianapolis area Pro-Am tournament, which I've been excited to learn more about. Kyle Guy, of course, former Lawrence Central standout, played at Virginia in the NBA now. He's done a lot back in Indianapolis with youth and travel teams and getting a pro-am set up for really high-level players in the Indianapolis and really metropolitan area throughout the state. Uh, And he's put together, according to the rosters, what looks like a really good high-level pro-am that I believe began last night up in the Noblesville area at one of the basketball facilities there. And it was announced that there would be some IU guys, current IU players, Xavier Johnson, Tamar Bates, Anthony Lill, and Miller Cop would all be in action uh, last night uh, in the first night of the program. But something happened. Not sure if it was Indiana asking the guys not to play. Not sure if it had to do with the, the fear of injuries or conflicts with off-season workouts. Uh, don't know specifics and probably never never will know. But I do know that shortly after it was put out there that there would be some IU flavor in this new Pro-Am event that all of a sudden it was said uh, by multiple people, uh, those players will not be there. They will not be playing. So not sure exactly what happened. There are, uh, will be, this is called the Dizzy Run Pro-Am, and it's the brainchild of, again, former Indiana Mr. Basketball and Virginia national champion Kyle Guy. He's teaming with Derek Grant, who's from Indiana. He's a former Harlem Globetrotter. And it's at Finch Creek Fieldhouse in Noblesville, to be specific. But there are going to be some players with uh, IU connections. Joey Brunk, uh, well, former IU player Joey Brunk, who finished at Ohio State, he's going to play. NBA player Gary Harris, Trevon Blewett, who used to be with Xavier. Keelan Martin from Louisville, formerly with Butler. Uh, Purdue commit, just a high school senior, Miles Coven. He's going to play in the league. And a number of Burton players and of course uh, of Butler players, excuse me, and of course Kyle Guy is going to participate as well. So some good talent, six teams in the pro am in this first year. So something fun and would have been even more fun to see some IU flavor in the event, but obviously that is not going to happen now. So uh, you can scratch that off the list. What other recruiting note today? T.J. Power is a player that we've talked about a lot this spring and summer. Uh, He's discussing another visit to Indiana or setting up a a visit to Indiana at some point later this summer. He was really, really good, according to all reports, this past weekend out in Kansas City, which was the host of the Nike EYBL stop. Of course, the next Nike EYBL stop is the last of the year. That's the Peach Jam, the finals of the EYBL, where you can bet Mike Woodson and every high major coach will make a stop there at least for a day or two in the upcoming live period. But uh, T.J. Power, since Kansas City, 
has added scholarship offers from North Carolina, UCLA, and Kansas. Three huge offers for him since the weekend, and his recruitment has really went to another level over the last few weeks, specifically since play concluded out in Kansas City over the weekend. So that is uh, probably not good for Indiana, uh, for a guy that they focused a lot on. Mike Woodson was there front and center, I think it was last Friday, uh, for his first game of the EYBL stop in Kansas City. And Power had a monster performance playing in front of a lot of college coaches. And obviously he uh, he was a big winner in the first July evaluation period, uh, getting some new scholarship offers. And those are some really, uh, really big scholarship offers as well. Uh, IU announced earlier today that uh, beginning this fall with football and other fall sports, uh, cash really isn't going to work for you at IU athletic events. Everything is going to be uh, through Apple Pay or Google Pay, or obviously major credit cards will be probably the main form of payment by so many people for uh, game day events, whether it's concessions or the team store for apparel. But everything is digital, I think you could say now. And uh, IU announcing earlier today that they will be cashless when it comes to sports and sporting events on game days. Uh, everything starting in the fall with uh, football at the Rock. Also, a couple local notes to pass along. Uh, Timmy Redford has been hired as the new baseball coach at New Albany. He is going to replace legendary coach Chris McIntyre, who announced his retirement from baseball at the end of the season. Redford played for Coach Mack at New Albany, went on to have a small college collegiate career. He's currently an assistant coach uh, at a small college in Georgia. And uh, Redford, as a young guy, has gotten some head coaching opportunity, uh, leading one of the big summer wooden bat teams down in the state of Georgia as well. And a a young guy coming home to uh, teach P.E. and health and take over the New Albany baseball program, which has been one of the prestigious programs in southern Indiana now for many years. So some real young flavor coming in to replace uh, 28-year veteran coach Chris McIntyre. And we look forward to catching up with Timmy Redford maybe a little bit later this week or early next week. Always enjoy having new coaches on as they come into the area. Uh, But interesting to see a young guy get a big job like that. And Redford comes in, although young, with a really strong resume. So Timmy Redford, the new baseball coach at New Albany High School, uh, that was announced or has been reported by his family here over the last 24 hours or so. That's a look at our headlines for this Wednesday edition of the program. Big show ahead. Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times will be with us in the next segment. We'll talk IU basketball and more. Also still ahead, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, as we'll talk local sports. More on the Redford hire coming up with Josh Cook later today and some other topics to bring your way as well. Stay with us. This is a Wednesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach, who got us here. Here's Matt Dennison.
And we're back on this Wednesday program. Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times is my guest. He's with us Wednesdays as we talk IU basketball and a lot more here in the offseason. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open as well. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dustin, we learned a little bit more about Mike Woodson, or at least I did yesterday. His daughter put an Instagram post <laughs> up. Uh, he's really proud of his backyard. And i got to tell you, with all the recruiting and even in the offseason, it never slows down for these college coaches. Uh, for him to have time to keep that yard manicured, as it was shown in that picture, uh, I'm very impressed with uh, Coach Woodson's abilities and his time management as well. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly am. I'm looking at my lawn right now, and I, I am feeling guilty, ashamed, <laughs> pathetic, all of the above. <laughs> seeing that yard that was incredible it was it was it was immaculate and so i presume he has so much pride in it because he does it himself he must do it himself i i think right i mean like he can't be that happy about it if it's you know if he's got a guy doing it but but still i was i was blown away and I got a kick out of it. He keeps t- t- like he sounds like every dad. I got a kick out of it. Chronic Hoosier said that he's got Mike Woodson has the the strongest dad energy of anybody in college sports, <laughs> and I and I think that's one hundred percent true. That's that's very dad right there. Yeah, and I, I've got it. And you may not know this, and I sure don't want to put out his personal information on our radio show, but I'm assuming his backyard is somewhere in Bloomington. Um, I I can't imagine. I know. I know, don't know. I. He, I Commutes or it could or be several places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be several places. I'm not sure if he bought a house or not. He might have multiple houses because he used to own. He owns and sells a lot of property in Bloomington, uh, and so. But I know for a long time he was still keeping his his uh, home base in Atlanta. Uh, so I don't know if it's the Atlanta house or if it's if it's a new Bloomington house. I have no idea. One way or another, wherever it is, it's gorgeous. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Kind of interesting stuff. You know, Mike Woodson has been very good dealing with the media, very good, I think, promoting uh, this IU basketball program. We talked last week, uh, maybe it was not you, but with someone on the show about how it's just nice to hear from players and coaches in the offseason. It really, when IU basketball is at a time right now, it's it's uh, people are excited, people are ready for the season. It's done a great deal, uh, these interviews here in the offseason have, to keep IU basketball at the forefront. But it's also nice to get to know the coach that you cover or root for or follow uh, a little bit. And I respect their privacy and so forth. But I, I think a little bit of insight into who Mike Woodson is or a little bit about his family with the type of fan base that IU mm-hmm. has probably isn't a bad thing. Yeah, no, not at all. The more that's out there, the better. And, and you know, i, I got to give him credit because if I don't, he'll call me. But Katie Campbell has done a pretty fine job of uh, getting us some stuff lined up this summer uh, to, to make sure to kind of, uh, you know, uh, through sort of the doldrums of the middle of July when you know, if, if, if you're not going to South Carolina or whatever it is to cover the AAU tournaments, uh, if you're stuck, you know, if you're just covering it from Indiana as we are, uh, it's been really helpful to get uh, some insights from some of the guys on the team and, and, and have those set up. Up. Uh, so that's been cool. But anything we get is great. I mean, like, especially at this time of year uh, when there's not a whole heck of a lot going on um, in the 
in college sports in the sense of the guys who are actually playing in the teams. Obviously, there's a lot going on in college sports proper in terms of college sports, Inc., if you will. Um, but uh, it's been nice to be able to check in and, and, and get a sense of, of how these guys are doing and, and you know how they view each other, I think, has been really in particular interesting. But yeah, and any time we get Woodson, it's great. Any time we get little insights into Mike Woodson, uh, it's fascinating. I think there's uh, he's, he's very memeable, I guess, to, uh, if, if that's a word. Um, <laughs> At this point, there's there's definitely some we we've we've got a couple Mike Woodson photos that that really you know I, I think make his uh, uh, his personality pop I think and, and and that I think has helped us understand the guy. Talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times, Dustin, two other off season summer basketball things I mentioned in the opening segment. I was disappointed to read earlier today that IU will not have, and this is nothing to do with the school officially, but former players and others were trying to get together a team for the basketball tournament. The TBT, it's a big cash prize for the winner. And uh, IU was scheduled, it was announced, going to try to have an alumni team uh, with guys connected to the program some way, some shape in the past. But it, it doesn't appear that's going to happen this, this summer. And I was a little disappointed because I know it's a dry time for actual live basketball right now, especially once the NBA Summer League ends and uh, the TBT could, throw, could fill a void. No, absolutely. I, mean, I was I, when they when they announced a couple of names, I was excited about it, and I thought I got a kick out of the fact that Devontae Green was the first guy on the board. Uh, that that really like I, I got a smile out of that because I think um, you know he could drive you crazy, and I get it. But there was also there's something you had to appreciate him about the guy. Like the guy was just a baller in in the sense of like a guy that is just yeah he's going to go take every shot. Yeah, when he hits the step back three, he's going to take two or three more just to see if they'll go in. Like there there's something I appreciate about those kind of guys. Like I get they drive people crazy because they're not for purists and they're not you know necessarily I don't know if you want to say fundamentally sound or whatever. They don't make all the right decisions, but sometimes they're fun. Uh, and Devontae Green was a guy who's fun to watch. A guy who really wants to play basketball and, and regardless regardless of whether or not he always makes what you would say is the smartest basketball decision. He is at least fun. And like, that's what that tournament is supposed to be. So then getting Devonte out of the board for on the board first, uh, really entertained me. And I thought that that could have been an interesting and fun time with that team to watch with, with, with him back on it and see how he's progressed as a professional. You know, I guess he's overseas. I mean, I'm not even sure who he's played for. Um, but I thought that had a chance to go somewhere. And I think they added Josh Newkirk after that. I think that was the last thing we saw. Uh, they didn't really get anybody else. I think, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. I'm sure, you know, some of it is, um, you know, the, the number of guys, you know, like where guys are playing professionally, you know, still the best guys are still in the NBA. Obviously, you know, Jordan Hulls, you know, retired. He went straight to coaching and it's, I don't know that he was in a place that, oh yeah, I could take a couple weeks off to go play in a basketball, you know, play in a tournament um, and stuff like that. And he's got kids and everything. And, you know, Will she, he's on the Golden State Warriors staff now. So I imagine he, it's harder for him to get time away. And, you know, he's the type of guy that would want to do it. But, you know, I, I think there's, there's a lot to that. And, and obviously Derek Elson has moved on with his career. And, and so a a lot of the guys that you would think would do it, you could see some reason why they might not be available. Um, so I, I, I get how that's a thing, and, and you know, I, I don't even know who was trying to do it. I mean, I DM'd the account, uh, hoping to speak to somebody who was organizing. I never heard back from anybody. Um, so you know, that's it's a shame, and I, but I, I do hope that there is uh, that that starts some momentum going forward because you didn't even see it get this far uh, in previous years that they've had this tournament. So you know, like. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance that it gets going after that. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if next year they can pick up some guys. But it, it definitely would have been a cool thing to see this year. And, Dustin, one other thing, and you were on top of this. It was announced that some IU guys, four of them, were going to play in Kyle Guy's new pro-am in Indianapolis, which began last night. And then quickly, I'm not sure what happened or who shut that down. I don't think it was a NCAA violation because I believe the league is NCAA certified if I read correctly but whatever happened the four IU guys that were announced that were going to be on some rosters that uh, to play starting last night that's not going to happen and you you got some scoop I think on that as far as that it wasn't going to happen yeah a little bit I mean I just uh you know just, just checked in with the team to see what was up and Earlier in the day, it seemed like it was a thing, and then later in the day, it wasn't. Uh, so, I mean, I know they had to work out in between. Um, so, I don't know, you know, like, uh, um, uh, well, <laughs> how, do, how do I go about this delicately without burning anybody's source slides? <laughs> uh, basically, uh, yeah, and, and, and I, you know, you're, you're right. I, 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 as far as I know, it's NCAA sanctioned, and, um, you know, obviously, I, you guys have played in programs before. I know Ohio State's guys are playing in a program in Columbus right now. I know Adam Jarvie, who's part of, like, our Gannett, Network with the dispatch uh, has been going over to those games and, and you know writing a lot about those guys. Even Jerome Hunter's been playing in that too. Um, so it, it's a thing you're allowed to do. So it's not like uh, you know that that nobody asked compliance if it was cool to do programs. Um, you know, I, I I would guess it has something to do with workload and you know whether or not uh, you know like the coaching staff thought that was cool. It, it, you know for them to go up every Tuesday night after whatever they're already doing on Tuesday. Uh, and drive all the way up to Noblesville. And, you know, I don't know if everybody that was going on the team knew how far, far away Noblesville was. Um, so that might be something there. Uh, I, I, and I honestly don't know. And I, I don't know what, what triggered it. I just know that, that, you know, obviously at 2 in the afternoon, you know, the, the Dizzy account uh, had said that they were playing. And then as far as I know, they were playing. And uh, then, you know, after... Uh, a workout that day or whatever they, uh, you know, the, the, the decision was made that you know whether it was by them or whether by somebody on staff or whatever that they weren't going to play. Uh, so again, I, I don't know what all the motivation was. I don't know what all the consideration was. It's just like bottom line is is that that, that they just decided they weren't going to going to go with it. And it's just, it's a shame for us because I was looking forward to seeing some updates. Uh, to be totally honest. Um, in particular, I mean, I, 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 you get a sense, you know, what you're going to see from the other guys. Mostly, you can imagine some, you know, incremental progress from David Johnson and Miller Cop and those guys. But Smart Bates, I think, is the interesting one that, that you want to see is going to make a leap. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much progress he's made in that so far because it, it reminded me of you know, Oladipo. They were in the pro am in 2011, uh, the summer of 2011. So between Oladipo and Chi's freshman years, freshman and sophomore years, we we saw some some of that. From Ola Depot, and I'd be interested. Would have been interested to see if Bates was on a similar scale. Talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times, you know Tamar Bates remains, uh, for whatever reason, for me. Maybe it's the flashes that he showed at times last year. Maybe that's uh, he had a busy season off the court. I'm not sure we truly got the real Tamar Bates, or maybe it's going back to his high school uh, days when I remember him as just a, a stud player that was recruited by so many schools. But he really, to me, is one of the keys for IU next year and one of the players I'm more intrigued about to see what changes from year one to year two for him and what exactly his role will look like. I think he could be a very key piece to things for the Hoosiers next season. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I think he can really raise uh, the ceiling. I really, I, I really do. I mean, I think he can go a long way uh, to you know. And, and I think you know, he, even if Tamar doesn't figure it out, like I think they've got another piece, a lot of other good pieces that they can be good. Um, but but he's definitely a guy that you look at and say like he. he could bring something that you didn't have for most of last year. Uh, you know, I mean, it, a lot of last year we talked about how they didn't really have three level scores. I think Xavier Johnson became one uh, in the end of the at the end of the year. Maybe the last ten games, you really saw the mid range come from him in the three ball and on top of his ability to get to the rim. But I mean, that was Tamar Gates Bates' game coming in. It's just he was a it was a three level scorer, and you saw bits and pieces of that uh, really in the first month of the season. And then he couldn't make a shot from anywhere. I mean, he could, you know, like and it, 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 at some point it seemed like there was just a lid on the on the rim, I and mean, he went to the rim for a couple and just couldn't get it to go down. And you're just like, man, this guy's just snake bit uh, right now. And so that just led to a cut in his minutes. And so, you know, you just ultimately didn't see the right to mark, real, real to mark base, I don't think. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you talk to not just watch film, but, I mean, you talk to his coaches, man, you know, his high school coaches. I mean, like, I, and they all glow about their guys, but, man, it's, just, it's something different with Tamar. Um, and especially, I thought it was especially true and noticeable, um, for IMG's, IMG Academy's coach, who's currently, whose name is currently escaping me, and I really feel dumb about that because he's a big time coach and he's been a really good source for me. Um, but, you know, I mean, like I, I talked to him about some other guys, you know, in, in the past. I know he had just had Zach Eady. Um, so when I was the athletic and I talked to him about Eady's story and Eady was just figuring it out. But, like, then he talked about Bates. It was everything he wanted. And it wasn't just uh, the talent. It was, um, he, he said that you just, like, he, he's a guy that wants to do the little things. And he's like, you have an issue with that at IMG because like all these guys are studs and they're used to at their high school having you know he he, he used the phrase I didn't get it in the story but like Johnny down the street is the guy that's you know the the, the little kid that's not going anywhere college wise is the guy that's diving on all the loose balls and you're just there to go you know you're scoring points and whatever and you do all the big flashy stuff but like you you don't have to do the little things there's someone else to do that for you who's who's got that but it's like tomorrow's got that edge he's like tomorrow's the first guy in the gym he's the first guy in the weight room he's calling everybody out for not working in the weight room he's defending on every possession in practice like he cares about absolutely everything you know and he's like it's it's, it's it, it can be rare with these guys somebody that's that willing uh to do the small stuff and so it's and and, and i don't think you didn't see that at iu but you just certainly didn't see the results you, you just did you didn't see the, the payoff uh for that i mean you, you heard nothing but good things about work ethic you know team guy he was obviously really supportive of his teammates when he was on the on the bench that like he didn't look, act like he was unhappy to be there you could definitely see he was like developing good friendships with guys, but man, just on the floor, it just did not show up. Um, so I think, but I think there's a real possibility for that. He's six, five, he's got a lot of athleticism. I think he's got touch on his shot. Uh, and, you know, again, if he can be a real go-to create your own shot type of score uh, on the wing and a guy that can defend multiple positions, uh, you know, he, he really gives you a lot of re- like a really big addition there. Talking with Dustin Dopirak. Dustin is a IU beat writer for the Bloomington Herald Times. You can read his work with the Bloomington Herald Times uh, website, also the Indie Star as well. And Dustin is with us Wednesdays. One other kind of bouncing around to some news of the day related to IU. Uh, IU announcing, and I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I thought this was par for the course at IU, and, and I think it is with most college sporting events these days, and even professional sporting events at arenas. Uh, things are going cashless, and IU announced that beginning this fall, game day experiences for fans are going to be totally cashless. It's going to be uh, debit card, major credit card, uh, Apple Pay, Google Pay, uh, just the way of the world these days. In fact, even some high schools have went away uh, from ca- cash tickets taking digital or 
online tickets. So no real surprise there, but kind of, a, a I think, a par for the course move by IU with that announcement earlier today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not one bit upset about it. But, I mean, that it's going that way generally because I, I've many times gone to a high school and forgot to bring cash and I needed a sandwich and I couldn't afford it. So I'm not I'm not upset about this direction. I'm very happy more and more people are taking plastics. So I, and I can see why it's more manageable. It's, it's kind of funny. I've got a, a buddy back home in, in Pennsylvania who owns a pizza joint. He's he, like, he was talking to me yesterday about he wants to go cashless because he's like any number of a whole bunch of reasons why that stuff get like, why that can mess you up. Uh, why, why, why basically it's harder, why it's easier now to, to have everything digital. Uh, and, and so it is, it's just way easier to, to manage everything as a business. And so like, I mean, everything goes into a central location uh, and, and you don't have this, you don't have it physically. You don't have to worry about trans, transporting it. You don't have to worry about if somebody wants to take a couple dollars out of the cash register you don't have to worry about that it's just easier and everybody's operating more digitally anyway like i mean you just rarely have cash anymore you don't feel like you got to go to the atm there's only a handful of things that you need it for so like the less that you need it for you know the, the less that you're likely to carry it and therefore you know um frequently like when you're not thinking about something like when you're not thinking about going to a baseball game and, and you know wanting to get a hot dog you know that that they might not have you know that, that you might need cash for it like you're going to forget it. So it's just, it's, it's a thing that's less and less likely and it sort of eas- more easily streamlines uh, the process of putting your, you know, putting all your money where it's supposed to go as opposed to having somebody take it in a, you know, like what do you, what do you call it? Deposit bag or whatever it is that you have to take the bank at two in the morning when people used to have to actually do that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I could see how they're moving to this and it's definitely, you know, it, everything's more connected. Now we're really screwed if we like the computers go down, we're just totally screwed. We won't have any idea what to do with ourselves, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it definitely, so as long as that doesn't happen, as long as all these networks stay up, we're, we're in good shape. Absolutely. Dustin Dopierak, the Bloomington Herald Times, is my guest. Dustin, a big month for recruiting. Uh, TJ Power is a 2023 prospect that I have mentioned a lot on this show and kind of zoomed in on. It's so hard to follow, even on social media, so many of these guys. It's just I use involved with a lot of 23 guys, a ton of 24 guys, starting to get involved with more guys from the class of 2025. But Power had a big weekend at the EYBL, and he had some discussion about setting up a visit to Indiana, which sounded very positive. I mentioned that on the show yesterday. And then today he's added offers from some big dogs, including North Carolina and Kansas. So he really helped himself in that first of, what, two or three evaluation periods this month. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, like, I, I didn't see any of it, and I obviously wasn't down there, but I saw just all kinds of you know tweets coming up from people that were there, from recruiting guys that were down there, that, that he was just phenomenal, uh, that he was just fantastic. And so that obviously, you know, changes the game for them. Sometimes when somebody, you know, enough people see the right thing, it might only take a game or a couple games. Uh, to get the big guys on board, and then you know that then then your arc has changed. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where like once you get the Carolinas and the Kansases and the Kentuckys and the Dukes involved, uh, you know your your recruiting changes. And that doesn't mean everybody else is out, uh, but it just it, it changes the ballgame. Uh, you know, you you raised yourself up a higher echelon, and then you know you're in a position where you know, uh, you know you're you're writing your own ticket. You know, you're not waiting for someone else to tell you where you're where you're good enough to play. Uh, you're being told you're good enough to play anywhere, so you know you get to make your own call and so that's where tj power stands uh after this weekend obviously it makes things a little bit harder on indiana but you know they have obviously seem, seemingly made a pretty good case apparently from all the reporting i saw uh he still intends to make a visit to indiana so again that that's still a good place to be uh but uh you know going to be a, a, a tough recruiting hole i mean and that's 
that's the way it's going to be really in this 2023 class. It looks like, I mean, a lot of these guys, they want Xavier Booker and certainly a lot of others, uh, you know, they're, they're wading into the deep end of the pool here. Um, and, you know, just, again, just dealing with a lot of guys that everybody else wants to. Um, so, you know, obviously they're, they're in, in good shape depth wise. I mean, I don't know how many scholarships they need to fill, uh, in this class. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with transfers and everything like that. And they certainly have already got a couple, uh, really good key pieces to start with. Um, but you know, uh, they are, they are, they're setting their sights high in terms of how they want to close out this class. Dustin Dopirak, Bloomington Herald Times. Dustin, as always, thanks for uh, all the insight, and uh, we'll talk with you again very soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All thanks right. for having me on. Dustin with us uh, Wednesdays on the show. Again, you can read his work uh, on the Bloomington Herald Times website if you're a subscriber, but it's part of the same Gannett group owned uh, that owns the Indy Star, so you can read he and Zach Osterman there. Uh, quite a team. We have Zach with us on Mondays, Dustin on Wednesdays, as we try to give you the latest on IU year-round, basketball, football, whatever it may be. And Dustin is one of the great voices on IU sports that joins us here on the show. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with our final segment of the day. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. He's with us to talk local sports headlines. Timmy Redford, the new New Albany baseball coach. That's one topic we'll cover and some other off-season happenings as well coming up next. Brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. Back with you here on this Wednesday program, our segment with Josh Cook, brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. Custom apparel they offer to meet all of your needs, including T-shirts, uniforms, corporate wear, and promotional items. Let Major League Shirt Company outfit your team or organization today. Visit mlshirtco.com to find out more. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is my guest. Josh, a new baseball coach at New Albany, Timmy Redford, former player. He's been a assistant small college coach down in Georgia and head coach of a summer collegiate team there is going to come back home and take over a program uh, that he once played for. So some exciting baseball news here in the offseason of high school sports. That's right. Yeah, we've got, got a lot of uh, coaching changes here this summer, but yeah, Another uh, a good hire for New Albany there, as you said, the former player and stuff there. So yeah, that's that's great. And uh, you know, uh, Chris didn't Chris didn't leave the the cupboard too bare, but the, you know he's he's got some talent coming back. So uh, they should be in good shape, I think. Absolutely, and Josh Cook is joining us here as we go through some of the local sports headlines. Josh, we talked last week that it is a much slower time for high school sports. We're gearing up now for fall sports and football, and just coming out of the dead week uh, after the last week or so, and that's, I think, probably a good thing for coaches to, to get away and players to relax and maybe go on a vacation or spend some time at the pool. Uh, even though high school sports don't seem to be on the front page right now uh, because it is the offseason, Season. Still, a lot of things happen in the summer, and a lot of preparation for the upcoming school year. So that week, that dead week, as it's referred to by the IHSA, probably a really good thing for all involved that grind really year round. 
heck yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty much nonstop uh, from uh, you know in, in for the other uh, 51 weeks of the year, I guess. But for that uh, for that one week in the summer, it's a nice time for for uh, everybody, you know, coaches kids alike to, to maybe get a break and go on vacation although i don't i don't know too many kids who who take breaks you know most of the days most of the times nowadays it's pretty much year round they just never stop playing or you know whatever they're doing so uh but yeah it's 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 a nice little break but uh yeah we're getting back and getting ready for the 2022-23 athletic year i guess now huh yeah crazy to think about it and it'll be here <laughs> soon it's really hard to believe that school will be back soon oh, um, I, know. I was talking with somebody yesterday a friend that coaches in louisville and his school uh does not begin until september 1st which seems like Holy old school <laughs> but uh, i think some school systems are back as soon as july 25th here just a, a week and a half two weeks from now which is hard to believe but uh it, it'll all be back very soon because most schools are in session for sure uh in the first week or two of august that's that's really pretty late nowadays so um going to be here before you know it we'll be talking football getting ready for friday night football and so many other sports very soon yeah, and it, uh, I've mentioned it before, but I think girls' golf is the first one to start, and it's it's either August first or August second, you know, right off the bat. So <laughs> there's once that gets rolling, then you know, a couple weeks later, it's uh, soccer and tennis, and and then you know, obviously the big one's football. But yeah, it's it's uh, man, it's going to ramp up quickly, and before you know it, heck, it'll be uh, it'll be September before we know it. Yeah, no question. Josh Cook is my guest. This segment is brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. Josh, I wanted to spend a couple moments on Little League uh, success stories because the District 5 tournaments are now all concluded, and some of the teams that won the district to represent District 5 have moved on to their respective state tournaments at different uh, locations in Indiana. The Jeff GRC 11-year-olds play for them uh, began yesterday. I think they had a big win to start their tournament up in Dye. Indiana and that main division of Little League Baseball, the 12-year-old division where there's a Little League World Series. Jeff GRC also a winner in that division locally and they open up play next Friday, a week from this Friday in Newcastle and we're going to be there for most of the games. We'll start with them on Saturday. Uh, July 23rd is our plan as far as broadcasts go. But once again, another summer where we're seeing some locals have success on the state level and I left off the Highlander Youth Recreation uh, Intermediate team. They've already already claimed the state championship that's right they're uh won the state last weekend and then they're getting ready to head to uh, iowa for the regional championship uh the regional tournament i think uh i want to say it starts sunday actually see so, yeah, sunday is their first game and uh so they'll probably leave i don't know friday or saturday but yeah they're it's um yeah, that's that's a big one coming up for them they got the 10 teams uh i believe from you know other states obviously in this in this area and, um, and and then the, we've also got uh, Floyd Knobs. Uh, the Floyd Knobs Community Club is hosting both uh, the softball 12U and 10U uh, state tournaments this week. So this weekend, actually, and um, I believe they start well, they start Friday, and then I think they end up on Monday night. The championship games are scheduled for 5 p.m. Monday evening uh, for both the 10U and the 12U for softball and. Uh, Floyd Knobs has teams in both of those, and you know I would assume uh, has a good shot to win both of those as well. So, um, and then we've also got the baseball as you mentioned, um, 11U, J 
Jeff GRC is playing way up there in, in Dyer. I don't know how long uh, it takes to get there, but I think it's a day and a half by if, you, <laughs> if you walk. But it takes a long time. But, uh, yeah, they won yesterday, and they'll, they'll keep playing. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, the 12U team. And then, uh, well, we got New Albany 10U playing as well. Uh, I think that's what's uh, next week is, I believe, when they start. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a big time for Little League. And, uh, you know, a lot of – it's pretty – you know, I, I, I wasn't around when uh, Tucker Biven was in Little League, but I know he, he played on on successful Little League teams. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of hopefully, you know, one of the one of these days we can see some of these kids, uh, you know, have the kind of success that, that Tucker's had in New Albany or in some of these other kids around here, you know, kind of grew up in the Little League system and, uh, you know, went on to have success at the high school level. Yeah, no question. It's uh, been really just a year in and year out, a number of state championships, baseball and softball to this area, and going to be interesting to see if anybody that's alive from the district this year can, uh, in addition to Highlander Youth Recreation, who already has, it be interesting to see if anybody else can bring uh, a state title back to the area. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is my guest. High school football around the corner, but one thing with football I wanted to bring up, the 56th annual Indiana North-South Football All-Star Game, which has really been a summer tradition for high school football for many, many years in our state. It's going to take place this weekend at Ben Davis High School in Indianapolis. Practices are already underway, and there are some local connections, specifically New Albany, uh, to that game, Josh. Yeah, on the on the South team, uh, Miles Johnson, he just graduated from New Albany. He's gonna he's gonna suit up for the South team, and uh, you know he had a he had a, a great year last year for the Bulldogs, helped them to to win the sectional and regional titles, and then uh, you know eventually, of course, they lost to Cathedral, but uh, you know pretty much everybody did <laughs> basically in, in football. But uh, yeah, he, he's he's gonna represent the South team, and uh, Miles, of course, is going to Kentucky Wesleyan to play football, so. And then uh, Steve Cooley, New Albany coach, is an assistant. So uh, New Albany is well represented there at the uh, at the All Star game this weekend. Should be a uh, I don't know what the weather is going to be like in Indy, but uh, you know I'm sure it's going to be a hot Friday night for football. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh, weather, hot weather, supposed to continue. I know through maybe some of the weekend. Uh, but it won't be long, Josh. We'll be uh, in that hot weather at Friday night football games, packed in press boxes, and then before you know it, we'll be wishing it was hot again because it's freezing and the winter months are here. So that's that's then you'll how be this, huddled in the press boxes, you know, for warmth. Right? <laughs> that's how this cycle goes for for media guys like you and I. But Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, he is with us uh, Wednesdays on the show. We always talk local sports headlines and year round. There seem to be plenty to talk about here in Clark and Floyd counties. Josh, thank you so much for the chat today. All right, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate it. And have a good one. You too. Major League Shirt Company can help if you're looking to raise money for your team or event. Let their online fan stores work for you. You can outfit fans and raise money with very little effort. Major League even does the sorting. All you have to do is cash the check. Find out more about Major League Shirt Company at mlshirtco.com. That is mlshirtco.com. That's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the program. A couple reminders for you. We've had some people ask. We will be broadcasting the Jeff GRC Little League uh, games from Newcastle. We will miss the Friday game on July 22nd. Our plans as things stand now will be to join the team on Saturday, July 23rd, and take it the rest of the way. Uh, as long as they survive in advance in the double elimination bracket and try to make their 
way to the Great Lakes Regional. We'll be with them as well in Newcastle. We'll give you the times and more details about those Little League State Tournament games coming up here soon. Really, has been fun for us. It's a slower time as far as play-by-play goes. Uh, not high school sports to follow or cover at that time. And we've just been blown away year after year with the success of New Albany and Silver Creek and Jeff GRC specifically, how many listeners we get logged in uh, to the streaming that want to keep up with the local Little Leaguers and their successes. So probably doesn't hurt that we have really good teams year in and year out as well. But that's our plan uh, for Newcastle with the 12-year-old Little League State Tournament. We will be there for most, if not all, of those games And uh, a reminder that uh, you can always find us as a podcast. If you miss the live show, all you got to do is search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever it may be. Uh, You'll find us there. You can listen on demand. And keep in mind, love to hear from you. The Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. It's open every day in the 11 o'clock hour when this show is on the air. Have a great Wednesday. We'll return Thursday with our program at 11 a.m. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall will join me uh, for the latest on IU basketball and more. And we'll have some other guests set for you Thursday as well. And, of course, Friday. Friday, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star and Dylan Wallace of the Seymour Tribune. Uh, So many great guests with us really each and every week here on the program. Have a great Wednesday. I'll be back with you Thursday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.